0: Hello and welcome, everyone, to the Corgi Town USA podcast. I'm Candy. I'm a hot mess today, so bear with us. This is Chuckles. He's never a hot mess, or at least he doesn't think so. But he's the president of the Corgi
1: Committee. And I'm Catherine. And I'm uh, I'm mommy to Digby and the executive producer of this podcast. Yeah, and Digby's the chair of the Corgi Committee. Digby is in fact the chair of the Corgi committee. He is playing with his new friend. Um, so I don't I don't know that we're gonna have him on screen today. He's got his his new buddy, and we have a room full of two corgis and an Australian cattle dog. Wiggin. Wiggin is the Australian cattle dog. He is adorable. Wiggin's precious. Uh, um, he also known as a blue healer, and yes, he's a very precious baby. So yeah, he's a that's, sweetheart. That's who we've got going on. And then let's On with the show.
0: Yeah, so on with the show. So today, our guest, we're going to be talking to Laura Russell. And you all out there in the Corgi-verse, listening and viewing, know her from three crazy corgis on Instagram. And she has four now, actually, which I know what that's like. I've had four at once, and I'm about to have four again. So anyone who is now catching this podcast and you know me, Surprise. There's Surprise. a new baby
1: on the way. There's a new. Yes. You <laughs> you you are holding the pregnancy weight down. You look <laughs> adorable. Uh, you look so cute in those little uh corgi maternity outfits. Oh my goodness, gracious. Well, you know,
0: <laughs> it showed up on the ultrasound. It's a boy. It's a boy. <laughs> so, uh yeah. So anyway, uh yeah, I've had as many as four. at Once I'm going to have four again. So, I'm looking forward to hearing Laura's experience with having four. And one thing I can tell you for sure is you spend all of your free time vacuuming. Yes. All of it. All of it. You just, that's all. What do you do for fun? I vacuum. I vacuum. Yeah. I vacuum. We do. We
1: vacuum. I had no idea until I had my own little corgi. And now all I'm doing is vacuuming. (laughs) I had two cats. I've had three cats. Didn't do nearly the vacuuming of one. I warned you. Yeah, but you also like (laughs) stuck him in my purse when I was at your house and sent me home with him. So there was that. Legit. That is what happened. On record. Legit. uh, I, I, it was, it was Digby. Everybody knows the story was was being fostered by candy and i said oh digby loves me and she goes good take him home <laughs> no hesitation it wasn't that easy <laughs> no,
0: we, we did a lot of trial and, error, and, and well and he and i miss him but he's here he's here all the time all the time we're, we're here all the time and he's yep. at our house so anyhow um we want to talk about the paparazzi as well. Yes. We uh, we talk about the paparazzi a lot here on the podcast. And uh, anyone who's had a corgi, if you are going to get a corgi thinking about getting a corgi or you're new to corgidom, welcome. You will now be famous because you cannot go anywhere without someone saying, oh, my gosh, yes, you it's a have a corgi. Yeah. So Kat is new to that as well. So we without further ado, should we bring on Laura? We absolutely should bring on our guest. Okay. So. I'm excited. I believe Buttercup is going to join us.
1: Buttercup is joining us. Let me just go ahead and add Laura to the stream. Hi, Laura.
2: Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having us.
0: Thank you for joining, and I'm so excited to see you and Buttercup.
2: Yes, but we're excited to be here.
0: So let's talk about... You know, one of my favorite questions to always ask our guests is, how did you get started with corgis? What made you fall in love with the breed? So please tell us how you got started.
2: Um, About, we had never heard of corgis before. Um, About 10 years ago, we were vacationing in Florida, and every afternoon it would rain. So we would go into town and and click-clack around in little stores, and there was an antique shop that had a little corgi, coworker in there, and his name was Spencer, and every afternoon for that week's long vacation, we would go visit this adorable little boy, and uh, we just fell in love with the breed. We did a lot of research. Um, We had had a dachshund who had died right before we went on vacation, and it was so difficult, and my husband said, you know, no more dogs. It was just so heartbreaking to lose her. I'm sorry. That's the hardest thing. It is, and then we met Spencer, and two years later, after a lot of research and careful consideration, we got our first corgi, and that's Peanut, and he'll be eight in May. So we went from no more dogs to four, so (laughs) corgis have that effect.
0: They do. I always say the OCD, obsessive corgi disorder, is real. It's real, yeah. Uh,
2: Straight up. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And
0: happy early birthday to Peanut.
2: Yes, I'll let him know you said
1: that. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, um, so I I also raise chickens, eggs Mm -hmm. only, eggs Mm -hmm. only. So they're all named. And uh, there's something called chicken math. Okay. And chicken math is you don't get a chicken, you have to get two, but really what you want is three in case the two don't get along, then then there's there's that <laughs> triangular getting along thing. So once you have the three chickens and you start getting eggs, then every once in a while, one of them won't lay an egg or two of them backup won't chicken. lay an egg. You need a backup chicken and then you got to get two more chickens because you can't just get one more to the flock because the flock has already established itself. So you've got the two more chickens with these three chickens over here, because sometimes they'll mix and sometimes they won't, but at least these mm-hmm. two will keep each other Come, Yeah, it's called chicken math. It's like corgi math. It's like- Corgi some-
2: They're in the same math book, yes. They're mm-hmm. in the same math book, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
2: New, math. New math.
0: I was today years old when I learned about chicken math. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For record. Me too,
2: but since we already have the corgi math going on, I think we can go, oh yeah, I that think, makes sense. That makes sense. It makes logical. Perfect-
0: yeah. At a certain okay. point, I'll just quit counting. I'll be like, One corgi, <laughs> two, three. yeah, they're all here. <laughs> so we want to hear about your corgis for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's start with your special needs babies. Yes. And if I am I to understand about Buttercup's condition, it was a ruptured disc.
2: Yes. So um, she is three years old. She was three years old at the time. Always passed all of her physical, her yearly physical exams with flying colors Um, one thing we had noticed about her after a long game of fetch, sometimes she would struggle a little bit to get up, but it was just like for a second, like nothing, we weren't alarmed. We just figured she was tired or pulled something and it didn't happen every time she exercised. Um, but one night in the middle of the night, um, she, she sleeps with one of my children. We have four children. She's sleeping with a teenager and she had um, used the back, bath- the, the Buttercup had used the bathroom in the bed. And that was so not like Buttercup. And my daughter went to scoop her up and noticed her legs were hanging. How scary. So, very scary. We contacted the vet and they said, go right to the medical, the emergency, pet emergency room. And that's where they diagnosed a ruptured disc. And uh, they said, you know, you you can put her down or you can do surgery. And there was no question, surgery was happening. And she was in surgery within the hour. Um, They were able, when she went into surgery, she had zero deep pain response in her back legs. She couldn't feel her back legs at all. Um, They cleaned up the disc rupture. Um, Coming out of surgery, still had zero deep pain response. Um, And she also could not, feel her bladder anymore. Mm. Uh, So after a few days of recovery, they sent her home with us. We had to learn how to express her bladder uh, several times a day. And a month into her recovery, they felt like she was getting a little bit of feeling back. So she was a good candidate for physical therapy. So we started intense physical therapy, three days a week, water treadmill, laser, acupuncture, Range of motion. Uh, We had a really great rehab center. Uh, But three months into that, she was regaining feeling, but her hips were making strange sounds. She was starting to move her legs in the water treadmill. So they wanted to do extensive uh, x rays on her hips. What they found was incredibly severe hip dysplasia. It had gone undiagnosed. She was young and she wasn't showing any real signs other than the occasional uh, lifting up. So-
0: I have a hip dysplasia, Corky, as well. My hammer has hip dysplasia.
2: So that's what they think. The vet thinks that that hip dysplasia, she said it was the worst she's seen in her her long career. Oh um, that's what helped contribute to the disc So Buttercup regained feeling in her back legs. When she's moving in her wheelchair, she'll move them. But because of the hip dysplasia um, and because she's already down, they, surgery is not an option for her. So our best course of action was to have her be in a wheelchair when she wants to play outside. Um, she'll also never regain her bladder. Uh, so we do have to express her. Uh, which come, That comes with a whole other set of um, challenges, medical challenges, in that um, dogs who cannot urinate on their own um, are more prone to urinary tract infections. So we are on d and other cranberry type of supplements. Um, we have to culture her urine every, every few months to make sure we don't have a UTI. So, but it's, it's completely worth it. And this August, it'll mark three years since her going down. And we have since, beca- she's become a therapy dog and prior to COVID, she and I used to go to a nursing home every week and visit with friends there, and that brought us so much joy. Um, we're waiting to go back into that with the, with Therapy Dogs International. But um, so, yeah, so caring for her has just been a blessing. It was devastating when it happened, um, but it's brought us so much joy and, and meaning to, to be able to to care for her and for her in turn to care for others and be an example of just keep on moving. Even when life gives you lemons, you can just, you can make the best lemonade you can.
1: Exactly. Well, bless our little
0: paws and bless you for doing all that work and, and caring so much. I have a hammer. One of my rescues, he is 10. We, yeah, he'll be 10. Mm -hmm. And he had, uh, we found out by accident, Uh, He Hmm. is the sweetest, most docile, just precious little, precious little man. But you try to cut his nails and you have awakened Cujo. Yes. (laughs) And I had had four corgis before him. And so I was not new to this. So, you know, that for it to be hard for me to to cut his nails and not be able to do that with success was not because of lack of experience. So I ended up having to take him to the vet. And when they went to cut his nails, he rolled away from them and um, had a limp, which was very scary. Mm. That's that's what they told me. I was not back there with them, so I'm not exactly sure what happened. But it could have been any number of things because I did say, you know, be careful. He, he, he rides, and it's it's just a scary situation. So anyhow, they did uh, they did x-rays for us, and they said, uh-oh, he's got very bad hip dysplasia. And wow. the hammer. Yeah. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise. His limp cleared up. He had just pulled pulled something. So no injury during that uh, kerfluffle. But he ended up having this severe hip dysplasia. So we had the surgery on the one side. The scary part is, quote unquote, from the vet, that other side can go anytime because he's got it bad in both sides. Yeah. But um, he we do hydrotherapy in the summer yes. and he mm-hmm. loves it. We go out and I throw the the toy and he'll swim back and that keeps those those hip muscles in good shape.
2: Yeah. And when it's
0: too cold to swim, we just we do a lot of walking. He Excellent. he's not a Yeah, he's not a very active one. he's not one of these really active no. corgis like like, mine. like Chucky and Digby. yeah. <laughs> but he's uh, but we do a lot of walking in the winter. So, yes. Let's talk about boots as well. Uh, boots found you? From what I understand,
2: yes, we um, we have a corgi friend. You know the corgi community. We all we make good friends in the corgi community, and I made a good friend whose um, is also a special needs pup um, who is a therapy dog. And she and I chat a lot. And she had a friend who had a litter of corgis, and one corgi was born with special paws. Could you hand me boots? And we did not. We. I'm sorry. Say again.
0: I said, let's see boots. Yes. Give me your
2: Bobo. Oh. You could bring him on this side. If you want to take your uh, Buttercup down. Give me a Bobo. Oh. Bobo. Look
0: at that sweet baby.
2: You see his little arms.
0: He's a little Aww. T-Rex
2: Corgi. He is. He, I know Bobo. I know. He's six months old, so he's very wiggly. So, yes. Yes. anyway. Woo! Boots. Okay.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Corgi Town podcast, where right. corgi runs <laughs> the town.
2: That's exactly. <laughs> Boots, come here. Come to mommy, honey. So, yeah. So, I had this friend, and we just happened to be chatting, and she said, oh, I have this. Would you know of anybody who would be looking to take on a special needs dog? She said, um, Boots' mama uh, wanted... Boots to go to a family who was um, accustomed to special needs dogs and who would be willing to possibly train Boots to become a therapy dog. And I was like, us!" <gasps> because we, having cared for Buttercup, my husband and I often discuss that we would like to take on special needs animals in the future. Hold on, <laughs> yeah, my throat.
1: <coughs> You're
2: very <laughs> thin. I'm going to have my husband give me some <laughs> Um
0: we're, we're used to that sneeze, yes. cough, gag, cl-
2: cl- cl- bye It's a whole thing. <laughs> so anyway, so we, we did a lot of, we knew that this is something we wanted to do in the future. Um, we just didn't anticipate it currently in our life, but we really talked about it. Um, we got in touch with Bo- Boots's owner. Lovely, awesome woman. Um, and I'm so grateful she had this vision for boots uh, to become a therapy dog and um, we became friends and she said yes we would I would love for boots to enter your family So we felt so blessed uh, to be able to have this opportunity with this little guy and so and congratulations also on your pending Corgi.
0: Thank you they keep finding me. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, we get it. So, yeah, Boots kind of found us, and we're really excited, and I'm I'm hoping he will become a therapy dog one day as well.
1: Look at that so, sweet face.
2: In the meanwhile, um, with wheelchairs, with, with Corgis or with any dog, um, you can have back wheelchairs but front wheelchairs, which Boots will get eventually. Um, they're very specially designed because mm. every – dog that has a special needs in the front, it has to be really custom designed to them and to their bodies. Right. So, um, hold on.
0: <laughs> Cor- corgi fur in
2: the throat. Corgi yes. fur in the throat. So um, we will, Buttercup is currently, she is in Eddie's wheels, which is a wonderful manufacturer for uh, uh, wheelchairs for our animals, dogs, cats, birds. So he will eventually get an Eddie's wheels, but right now there's not a um, wheelchair for puppies, for front puppies that will grow with dogs. So I reached out to our local local university, UNC, uh, University of North Carolina in Charlotte, and I went to their engineering department, and I said, here's our situation. Would your students like to try and invent a puppy front wheelchair that can expand and grow up and out uh, for boots? So until he becomes an adult, when he can be fitted with his full-time chair. So they took on the challenge, and uh, hopefully we'll be doing our first fitting um, coming up shortly in a week or two. They've been working on it great. for a few months.
1: Yeah, Yeah. yeah, what a yeah. And, and it's a great project for the students as well. Um, it
2: is. We're really excited. We're really excited to see what they come up with. Yeah, so. I'll
0: be looking forward to that. We may have to have you back on to look at... You know, what
1: it
2: looks like, what yeah. What that looks like, yes. Yeah. Super,
0: yes. Okay, so so
2: that's um, our that's our adventure with Boots, but unlike Buttercup, I mean Boots, he is a completely everything else functions with him. You know, right? his organs. He's he, uh, so it's just a matter. Of, right now, potty training is a little bit of a challenge, whereas a puppy can go to the door like we do a bell system where the dogs ring the bell and they go out. Um, well. I'll, not Buttercup anymore, she can't feel, but, but the other three. But with Boots, with puppies and their teeny tiny bladders, it's a little more of a challenge because when they think, oh, I've got to go to train them to go to the door, they just run fast. Boots can't run fast. He can't move quickly. He can, he can move quickly, but not sometimes with a little puppy bladder. It's like, oh, I have to go. Oh, here we go. So potty training has been a little bit of a challenge for, for our big guy, but we're, we're working on it.
0: So as you're waiting for the, the wheelchair to be manufactured, mm-hmm. how does Boots get around? Does Boots just kind of scoop?
2: He, he hops. He has ah. very powerful back legs, oh, and okay, he's just... able to articulate your boots up. So he's able to kind of army crawl um, his little way around. When he's in the grass, he just hops and hops and hops, and he is—he's like a little goodness. bunny. So he's—he can get where he needs to go. Yes, you can. So,
1: so he's very ever ready. He like is ever ready bunny. He and
2: is.
0: I—I <laughs> I lost my microphone there, so uh, everybody bear with me. Sorry about that. You see me over here shuffling. Well, thank you so much for caring about Boots and being willing to step forward and take care of such a sweet little baby.
2: Oh, it's it's exciting for us. Again, we felt so honored and blessed that um, his original the the, lit, the home where he was born into allowed us to raise him. It was it was a very thoughtful process, and we we feel very blessed.
0: Well, how what's the timeline on the the wheelchair? Do you know about when? To expect that or is it just kind of since it's in design I have no idea
2: we don't know it's in design we were supposed to go for a fitting last week but uh the dormitory where the engineering students are had to be tested for covid so we had to postpone our okay. our, our first fitting so hopefully that'll come up within the next week or two and right. so once we do our first fitting they'll go back and make adjustments as as needed and then um but yeah so if, if this is something that can happen i mean there's nothing else like it on the market right now, so the yep. students could potentially patent that. And um, but it's been really wonderful working with them.
0: Yeah, that's so incredible. Well, I can't wait to see what happens with that. And please keep us posted. We'd love to have you back on and um, kind of showcase Boots and his his new uh, his new Hot Wheels. I'm sure that'll be a process training training Boots to get used to it and yeah, mm-hmm. get used to a new way of movement.
2: Yeah. Yes, just with, running with, around. With Buttercup, it was so quick. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, like we put her in a wheelchair, we took her outside. This so we she went down in August in that August and her wheelchair came in October. And we put her in the grass and my husband threw a ball and she took off. And there was not a dry eye between my husband and, and me and my four children. We just wept to see Buttercup so happy and running oh. again. So I, I'm hoping boots will kinda take to it as well.
0: Oh my goodness. What a brave little, brave little baby. And what a brave (laughs) mommy. I just, kudos. I have an incredible respect for you. Yeah. For your family, for doing this and, and stepping forward and actually
1: caring to do that because it's, there's that whole emotional process. And and you don't, you, well, you don't know anytime you have a pet, but, you know, especially with a special needs pet. And the extra work and, and all of that go on and on and on. And to just take and emotional. that on, and emotional and to take that on. And for the, as you said, Laura, the family he was b- born into to make that decision to say, okay, we will find him a loving home yeah. rather mm-hmm. than any one of the other alternatives. Uh, yeah, yeah. Un- yeah. Those which may remain unnamed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, and that,
0: that whole thoughtfulness behind it. Yeah. yeah. I'm super mm-hmm. touched. I'm, I'm so glad that you, you well, came on today to tell us about this.
2: Well, I'm so glad we, I, being able to talk about caring for a special needs animal is very, very near and dear to us right now. I mean, we just, just seeing this whole other side, you know, it's so easy to give up on, on people and on animals, but, um, And you know, in all fairness, sometimes people are faced with challenging like if your pup has a rupture and you're no longer, you can't afford the surgery or you're unable to express, Um, there are different avenues that can be, that you can go down. Um, Putting a dog down doesn't have to happen. There are rescue organizations that can take on special needs animals. So um, I'm just so thankful we were able to take the route that we did. But it, that's not always an option for every owner. So if one of your viewers finds himself in that situation, find an organization that can yes. help you out with that.
0: Yeah, that's been, we uh, occasionally will contribute to Bandit's Band-Aid. Okay. And for those listening and watching, that's, that's an organization that, that helps pet owners uh, with vet bills. It's been a mm-hmm. tough season. With yes. all the job losses and everything going on. And yeah. people are finding themselves in situations that they weren't mm-hmm. in before. Exactly. Um, but the the special needs, uh, we also are friends with the Shade Out DM community. I'm wearing my Shade Out DM shirt today. And my Shade and the Out pins. DM. Yeah, we have our pins. I have Penny and you have Casey. And Casey was a was a DM baby. And Tawny, Casey's mom, tells us a, a very touching story about at the time nobody knew about DM. I think she went to several different vets, them trying to find out. So that's it. It's very touching to our hearts, having Uh, special needs. And I don't know having aging rescues like I do. I I don't know what I'm in for. I'm starting to have what the vet calls old lady problems out of booger. My girl um, has to do with arthritis and uh, just just general not feeling great just having a but she was in a very terrible situation so Mm -hmm. she didn't get an easy start to life no the first couple years and so now some of those she's been in my care for the last six years Mm -hmm. but before that, some of that damage just doesn't get undone
1: it sometimes it rears its ugly head later it it gets it gets compounded like like any human it definitely gets compounded and you know we're all kind of getting old, so yeah. we're all we're all feeling it. Absolutely, I'm not getting old. I'm fighting it all the way to the right. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> so um, anyway, what, one thing that we um, Buttercup does, so we can't do hydrotherapy anymore because that being in the water can cause UTIs for her. Um, oh. But we do acupuncture once a month, Wow. and it has really been um, wonderful. She's not in pain, but she, yeah, there's always the potential as she ages. So just the acupuncture just helps her with her blood flow and helping with pain. The
0: wiggly
1: baby. The wiggly baby.
2: Um, so I would encourage folks if it's an option to look into acupuncture. Yeah, um, that helps with aging um, and arthritis and, and different pain management and whatnot. So we'll
0: probably be trying that with Booger. We're 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 trying some various things. I try to go holistically if I can, just because. Right. The, as long as I don't have to have her on medication, things better for her. But that's we haven't tried the acupuncture, so I'm glad to hear you talk about that because I I'm curious as to how certain dogs respond to that. If that's the reviews seem good, and so you're saying Buttercup
2: responds well. She loves it. We call her call it her spa day. She Aww. um she actually sometimes will start falling asleep in the middle of acupuncture because it's so relaxing for her. <laughs> it's
0: like, this is so nice. So nice. <laughs> So cute. So, and you have uh, four other human children as well. I do. All
2: teenagers. All te- oh one in college, two in high school, and one in middle school, and they all help care for all four dogs, which is wow. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes, that
0: is. That's so precious. And I love that yeah. you've that you've raised your children caring for animals, caring for those yes. that rely on us. I think that's an amazing <laughs> thing to grow up with.
2: Oh, Absolutely.
0: Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say your favorite thing is about life with corgis? And I asked this specifically to you because I feel like us in the corgi community, it's once there's something special about the breed when we have them, we always have them. I very rarely do I meet somebody who said, yeah, I had a corgi once. It happens occasionally, but usually it's like, (laughs) yeah, I had a corgi once and then I got more and I kept getting them and I've always had them. (laughs) And so I would, I would consider you in that camp. So what would you say your favorite thing is about life with corgis?
2: you are never alone. Like they, corgis. <laughs> Privacy
0: is a thing of the
2: past. Yeah, <laughs> no such God. thing. We are herded everywhere by at least. Yes. So we have a three-story home. And so Peanut and Reese. so Peanut's almost eight. Reese is four. Um, so it went Peanut first, then Buttercup, then Reese, and then Boots. And if you put it all together, the older three are Reese's Peanut Butter. Like the candy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so cute. But um, and Boots already had his name, so we kept it Boots. It's appropriate. He's from Texas, so yes. I, I love that he's Boots from Texas. Anyway, and he's Scoots, so he's Boot Scootin'. Boot um, Scootin'. So but yeah, but our favorite thing about Corgis is that they they do they're so so loyal. Um, they're talkative. They yeah. just they are just a sweet breed, and they have their own little personalities. They're not. They they can be stubborn, as you know. They're not. They're not the easiest breed. They're not stubborn.
0: No.
2: What shocking! And I often get asked, you know, are they good with kids? And just like any dog breed, there are pros and cons. You know, we definitely have to get the herding situation under control when they're puppies and the nipping right. at heels. Um, but otherwise, we just. We just love the breed so much.
0: We, we actually have a guest coming up shortly who is going to, she has two corgis and she just brought home a baby last year and her first baby. And she actually has another one on the way. So I'm looking forward to hearing that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned that. I wanted to bring that up because we're going to do a segment on bringing home baby with corgis, because that mm-hmm. seems to be a question that we get a lot. Is you know I'm bringing home a baby. What are the tips? What are the things I should look for? We know not to leave the dog alone with the baby, things like that. And yeah. I I've only ever had corgis. I don't have human babies, so I have right. to uh, I have to get with experts. Right, right,
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, that it's and I think that's true of all dogs and babies. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. you have animals and, and children who can. Both don't know how to communicate well sometimes, and you just have to be careful, you know. Exactly. And fortunately, having older children has been very beneficial, especially when having a multi-dog household, and, and yeah. yeah, they help with the training and, and all the tasks and whatnot.
0: Having to learn to be part of the, t- the pack. They all have yes, to learn to be part of right. the
2: pack. That's
1: exactly right. That's exactly right. I had exactly to learn right. to be part of the pack. It's a It's a one-dog pack, but I had but, to learn. Sometimes. Still a
2: pack. It's still sometimes it's still you guys.
1: Yeah, but
0: sometimes sometimes you're
1: over and
0: Digby's over, and we're all part of a big giant pack, pack of, yes. of trip hazards.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and corgi hair and we're and corgi all hair we're,
0: yes. wearing
2: the same fashion. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I tell
0: everybody, don't. Don't wear black when you come over, but of course, Chucky's a tricolor, so you doesn't can't matter. Wear a white when you come, come over, <laughs> over. <laughs> you need a black fur on you, too. Yep. No matter what
2: you wear, it's coming on you. When, when uh, there are potlucks, um, that we go to you know before COVID when we'd be invited to a potluck, I always pick up food from the store to as my contribution because nobody wants a corgi hair at a potluck.
1: No, this is true. Look, <laughs> is like
2: true. My, my friends joke, like, is it because you don't like to cook? No, it's because I have dogs that shed yep. a lot. You don't want that little surprise in there. they like, oh, yep. good point. It's
0: not I that think. you don't like to cook. It's just that you're sure that your audience won't enjoy the uh, the, the added
1: benefits. That's the added right.
0: ingredient that yes. we're pretty sure we all ingest a lot of. A lot of. <laughs> so much.
2: It. So much. So much. So
0: one last question, Laura. And uh, we'll, we'll, won't keep you too much longer uh, because you are a very busy lady, but being a multiple Corgi mom like Mm me, what (laughs) advice would you, would you give our audience, uh, people that are listening or watching that, that want a Corgi, that are wanting to add a Corgi to their lives? Do you have any advice?
2: So like adding just one Corgi or having multiple Corgis or just.
0: I'm, I'm thinking about the people because I get the question a lot hey, I, I I want a corgi. What, what can you tell me? And I tell them kind of what we've talked about today. Right. They're opinionated. They do like to talk. They are headstrong. They are stubborn. They shed a lot. Yeah. And then, of course, there are all the wonderful things, which is why we have so many. Yes. So, so I, I'm saying for someone who decides that they want a dog and they decide they're going to get a corgi. So their first corgi.
2: I would say don't expect that corgi to be a couch potato, expect that corgi to the corgi needs exercise. We do not walk our corgis every day. um, But we do play fetch in the backyard a lot. They need a Um, job. They need a job. They need something to do our four year old corgi. So peanut being almost eight is a very relaxed little guy. He's happy to stay with us just hang out play ball every once in a while in the backyard. He's cool. Um, Buttercup, again, playing in the backyard. Reese, our four-year-old, is, a, is very, very smart. And he was getting bored. And he became very restless. Mm-hmm. And so now with some added training and some added socialization, he actually goes to daycare two or three times a week. And oh, that's wow. his job. And he Come loves on. to do that. Um, yeah. We just We just started that and working with our trainer uh, for him, she's like, he needs something to do. He's He doesn't want to play fetch in the backyard. He just doesn't want to play fetch. He gets bored with walks. He Going, needed he needed more stimulation. So if you decide the corgi is the breed for you, know that you could get, there's a wide spectrum, that's with any breed, but there's a wide spectrum of, you could have a totally chill corgi, Or you might have a corgi who really, really needs a lot of mental stimulation. And that's, and that's Reesey. And he has become more relaxed. We just started doing this with him within the past two months. He was in training for a month and he came home. And he now knows that we are the pack leaders. He does not have to be the leader of the pack. He thought he had to be the leader. He does not. And now that he goes to daycare and he's around a lot of different dogs, he's learned to speak dog. So if you can somebody get her off the sofa so she does. So getting a corgi means you could get a very strong little corgi or you might get a very chill corgi. But just go into it knowing that um, they're a big commitment they're a very big commitment. I, I don't know how else to explain it like no, they they may you know, I don't know. Have you yeah, found that with with any of your corgis that have you ever had any that were really needing something to do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh Chuckles here. Chuckles is he's pretty well he's pretty well trained in that he um uh, He needs to, like he's sitting on my lap because we do, you know, we do the podcast. And so he's the spokescork. So he's used to going places and being places. And sometimes he just needs to be, but it took a lot of work to get him here because he needs, he needs a job and he's always been busy. And he has been the most headstrong out of all of the six I've had, where he puts up that little proverbial gesture in our minds of "Mm, not doing that. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, of course, he's he's also that's why I named him Chuckles. He's zany. He's got a lot of he's a funny guy, but he's yeah. also very precious and very sweet. And he's absolutely yes. wonderful. And I can't imagine life without him. So, yeah, thank you so much. I think that's wonderful advice. We're going to wrap up here and um, we appreciate you so much for your time, Laura. We have uh, for those listening, if you want to follow the adventures of Buddy Buttercup Reese and Boots you can go to Instagram and it's three crazy corgis mm-hmm. so yes. three crazy corgis now actually four in tow so and for those watching we have a banner and you can actually see instagram.com slash three crazy corgis so yeah. Laura, have a great rest of your day thank you so much for joining us thank you. and we'll see you again we'll have you back on when Boots Super. gets accustomed uh, to his new little vehicle that's gonna
1: Excellent. be so much fun to watch yeah. yes
0: can't wait Well,
2: thank
1: Thank you so much.
0: much. Give everybody uh, head scratches for us.
2: Yes. I will. Thank you, ladies.
0: Thank you. Well, that was just super cute.
1: Yes. Yeah. I love boots. Two special needs. That's wonderful. That is such a giant heart.
0: You know, it is. What a wonderful lady. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this episode. We are here for you on Instagram. Google, I'm sorry. Well, we are on Instagram, Town USA, but we are here for you every Thursday on YouTube for the Town USA podcast. Find us on YouTube, find us on Spotify, find us on Google podcasts. We're here talking about all things Corgi. Pretty much. So Candy Cat, Digby, Wigan,
1: Wiggin today. Yes.
0: And Chuckles. We'll see you next
2: Thursday. Corgietown USA. Bye.